Hey there, welcome back to another episode of MVP Business, where we showcase leaders who live through their mission, vision, and passion. I'm your host, Steph Silver, owner of Vine Collective, a unique agency that develops brands and coaches companies and organizations to embody their brand experience to achieve meaningful results. This episode is part of a local series focused on Wimberley Valley organizations in partnership with Wimberley Valley Radio and brought to you by Ozona Bank. Today's guest is Christy Degenhart, owner of the local Ace Hardware store and gift shop. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to talk to you. I don't know if you know this, but we put it out on the Wimberley Facebook community forum, what people's favorite businesses were. And you and Wimberley Cafe were by far the highest. Oh, that's um, really nice. That's very nice. I did not know that. That's very nice. Yeah. And you were already on my list to call. So I got to do it now. So thanks for coming. And thank you for all the support that you give to the community. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let's start off by you telling us a little bit about who you were before you purchased Ace Hardware. How did you get to this place? That is a really tough one because I don't really remember who I was before Ace Hardware. (laughs) So my husband and I met in 30 years ago, actually, the summer of 92. And it was the summer after I graduated from high school. And he was had just finished his freshman year of college. And he was back working at Ace for the summer. And I was there with a mutual friend. And she sat down at the snack bar where he was taking a break. And that's how we met. So pretty much from that point forward, Ace has played a part in my life Mm -hmm. since I was 18 years old. And I just totally told how much old I was in that little <laughs> math equation Nobody's there. Um, math right now. About a year later, we started dating and I actually saw Forrest Gump for our very first date. That dated me too. <laughs> and then we just, that was it. And I've just, Ace has been a part of my life for 30 years. I had friends that worked there all the way through high school and college. And it was just like a, a place where we would all meet up and leave cars to go out and that kind of thing grow, mm-hmm. as a teenager and moving on. It's always just been a focus of our lives. That's really cool. Yeah. We were talking earlier, you were from Texas. Yes. Born in Denton. Born in Denton. (laughs) And then moved far away. Yes. So actually, I left part of the story out because it might be boring. But when I was nine months old, we moved to New Jersey the first time. So we actually lived up there two times. Okay. The first time we moved outside of Princeton to a little town called Cranberry. And my dad worked for a chemical plant that the head, the corporate office was in New Jersey. Uh-huh. So we moved up there so because he got promoted. So we lived up there for five years. And then he got another promotion, which moved us back to Texas. And we lived in Grapevine. And okay. then the economy fell in the 80s. And my dad lost his job at the chemical plant. where, And we were in Grapevine. And then he got a job with a company that made 55-gallon drums, which was in Houston. So we moved to Houston and we were there for three years. He got promoted. Their corporate office was New Jersey. (laughs) So we moved back to New Jersey and I was there sixth grade through 11th grade. And then in a summer after my junior year of high school, we moved to Wimberley. So Tad actually graduated from Wimberley in 91 and I didn't move here until after he graduated. So then I was a senior the next year and didn't know him. So Mm. even though we went to school together, I mean, went to the same school, we didn't actually go together. Oh, interesting. But it's funny. I think a lot of people think we were high school sweethearts, but we didn't meet until after I graduated from high school. Yeah. And maybe you would have been if you'd been a couple of years earlier. I don't know. Or maybe you would have hated each other. Possible. That that one year. (laughs) That's possible. Everybody's different (laughs) in high school. So describe a little bit of what Wimberley was like when you came back and lived here, when you moved here for the first time. So quiet. Everything shut down at five o'clock. All the stores closed. The lights turned off when it got dark. There was nothing. It was just really quiet. It was a big change for me from living on the East Coast. And it was just constantly 
something going on to and everything being open twenty four and everything's open all the time and there's all these things to do and then you moved here and there wasn't a lot to do but it was the most welcoming and what could have been the worst year of my life because it was my senior year which should have been a great year it could have been a terrible year but these people welcomed me they included me in everything they treated me like I'd been here forever and I think that's really what grabbed me and made me want to be a part of Wimberley forever because. They made me feel like I had been. And in a time, they could have made me feel like an outsider. They never did. So That's beautiful. Yeah. I've felt that way as well. And that won't get into politics. But one of the things that I find really interesting about Wimberley is it's this really wide breadth of different types of people. Yes. Like incredibly artistic. Ag industry is huge. And the political spectrum is huge. And we all still commune and, yes. and love each other yeah, in this it's really, really cool way. It is cool. cool. This was in the center of town and there wasn't much beyond it at that point, right? That's right. And they had a gas station then. And so that's where I went to get my gas, which was new for me because Jersey girls don't pump gas. Mm. So I had to get my own gas and I felt comfortable at the Ace Hardware. So that's where I went for my gas every time. And that's how I started going there. And then I had friends that were also seniors that were working there. And I would just hang out at the snack bar and eat candy and drink soda. And it was good times. That's so fun. So just small town Texas. Very like small perfect town. little story. How did you come to then be the owner of Ace Hardware from hanging out at the snack bar to then <laughs> being head So honcho? that's funny. So Tad started working there in high school and he knew from the get-go that was what he wanted to do. He just always knew that he wanted to own the hardware store. He wanted that store and he just loved it. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I went to Texas A&M. I got a degree in kinesiology. I was looking into cardiac rehab as a job and didn't take that path right after graduation. My parents had a company in San Marcos and they needed somebody to come work with them. And I'm like, okay, I'll go do that. So I did. And 10 years later, I was still with them and I started having kids and then we were, Tad and I had gotten married and we moved to Wimberley. We'd been living in San Marcos. We moved back to Wimberley full time and started having babies and I needed to make a little extra money. Mm -hmm. And I started working part time at the store helping in the gift department. So he would get home from work at five in the afternoon and I would immediately walk out the door and go work at the store until about midnight. We had a night crew back then. And I just suddenly realized like I had this passion for retail. It was really fun. I loved doing the buying and I loved setting the product out and I loved helping customers and helping them find like the perfect gift and the thing that they were looking mm -hmm. for. And that was just so much fun. And I loved interacting with all the people. Especially being a stay-at-home mom before that with two young kids that were just a year apart, it was really refreshing to get out and be around people. So that's how I started getting involved. And then in 2003, we opened a store in Canyon Lake with the previous owner of the Wimberley store. And we were partners with them in that store. So that's how that kind of all came about was we became partners in the Canyon Lake store. And then when the previous owner was ready to retire, we bought them out of both stores. And here we are. And here you are. Yeah. That's really exciting. And do you and Tad run it together? How is it working with him? So we actually don't see each other a lot as he does all the really important things and all the like financial stuff and the insurance and all the stuff that I have not that much interest in. So he handles all that. But he, and he goes back and forth to both stores every day. So he's back and forth constantly. And then I'm just gift department, which and events and all that kind of thing. But so I handle that for both stores, but I have a really great team of people that work for me. So they do a lot of the hard stuff, but we really aren't working together that much. We have breakfast a lot together at the snack bar and you know, we'll 
see each other in and out of the store. And we do talk about ACE a lot. Like it's the majority of what we talk about at home if it's not about the kids. But there really isn't. It's not a stressful thing because we're so separate from what we do. Every now and then he's got to rein me in on some of my crazy ideas. But otherwise, it's all good. When you purchased the ACE here in Wimberley, were there changes that you had to make or wanted to make or did you just roll into it? Just rolled into it. It's been such a great environment from the get go. The store itself is 50 years old. And just like the feel that the original owner, John Kingray, built within the company just kept going. And mm-hmm. it was it's like a family that works there. We all have fun together. We support each other. And it was that way from the get go and hopefully still is, even though we've gotten a lot bigger and we do still have a good time together, I hope so. I think so. And that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask as well. Being a business owner and working with business owners of all shapes and sizes over the years. The most difficult thing is hiring the right people and then keeping those people engaged and happy. Yes. And so one of the things that sparks my interest in getting people that come in to the show is when I go into a restaurant, a store, and it seems like all of the employees are happy and engaged and want to be there and not just like doing the minimum and counting the hours till Mm -hmm. their shift is done. And Ace always feels the ace here in Wimberley always feels like everybody's really happy and excited and, That's good and helpful. And I know that the corporate tagline is the helpful place. Mm-hmm. How do you go about keeping that, whether it's in hiring or do you have any particular or cultural well, imperatives that you put in place? Obviously, there's training that goes into when they're hired, when anyone's hired and they go through a process of learning about the where the helpful place and how can I help you today? What can I help you find today and all that? But really, it's I think everybody feeds off of each other and it's a trickle down effect. And if you've got miserable people up top, you're going to have miserable people below. And and Tad and I are not miserable. We're very happy. (laughs) And And our managers are just amazing people. They're really hard workers and they're dedicated and they have fun and they do engage with the employees and try to include them in things. And all of our staff, they do different aspects of the business and they're going to see things that I don't see or that our managers don't see. Like a cashier sees a different side of ACE than I see on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's important to get feedback from those people. Like, what are you experiencing and what are you hearing? Because they're just as invested then if they are able to give back. Like, their own feedback of how the store is going. So I think including everybody in that and we do laugh and have a good time a lot at work and there's a lot of silliness that goes on. I promise we do work, but there Mm -hmm. is a lot of silliness. And so I think that helps too. We try to make it a fun environment. Yeah, it does seem that way. Do you have regular like regular meetings or how do you there are manager meetings like weekly manager meetings? I don't always attend those. But yeah, they have weekly manager meetings at both stores just to get a feel of everything. Talk about what's coming up. Go over events that we have coming up, sales that are coming up. Make sure everybody's on the same page. Discuss how that information is going to be dispensed throughout the store to all the employees and staff. That's how they stay on top of everything. That's great. Was The local, is Ace the franchise as involved in their communities as you guys are in this one? Or is that a personal choice or both? So Ace is actually a co-op, which is a little different than a franchise. So we actually have a little bit of ownership within Ace as a whole. 
you know, each store owner has a little bit of ownership within the corporation. And they are very big into service. The corporate ACE, their number one service is the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which ours would be Dell Children's Hospital, and they're all over the country. And that's what their number one fundraising is for that. For us personally, all the things that we do for the community, it's important to us because we have been supported by this community most of our lives, me and Tad, and then our three kids have been supported. And so it's important to us to support the community right back because a strong community builds a stronger community, which builds stronger businesses, stronger families, and it just affects everything within our world. Mm -hmm. So I want our world to be strong. And that is why we do what we do. How do you choose what to get involved in? Do you ever say no? It seems like every time I turn around, Ace is involved in something in a beautiful way. I'm not sure that we've ever said no. There's few instances where we've had to say no. We don't do a lot of individual sponsoring of any kind of like athletic stuff. It's all teams and it's local. We try to keep everything as local as possible. That's super important to me because I think, especially like our roundup at the register, our communities, it's amazing to me how generous they are. But I know they also want to know this money that I'm giving this 32 cents or whatever is going directly back to someone in our community. And that has such a strong impact on everything around us. So I try to keep it local. This month, we're doing Brown Santa as our roundup at Register, and that's Hayes County in general, and it's through the Sheriff's Department. So it's a little broader scope, but it's an important program, I think, and I really wanted to reach out and help with that. But we try to keep it local. We don't say no. It's hard to pick and choose. We can't always do everything, obviously, but the roundup is the hardest because that is you have to say this month is this one, whereas if it's five events in one month, yeah, I can do different donations for five different events. But when it's something that's just one option, that's mm-hmm. a little tougher. So we have a list going. We are constantly getting emails from people asking me to put on it. And so all we can do is just add them to the list and then go from there. Go from there. Thank you for all of that. It's definitely seen and noticed. How do you go about choosing your team members? Like, Do you have a particular hiring process to ensure that they fit into that fun and playful? So we have a HR in the store now because we've gotten so large and mm-hmm. she handles all of the interviewing processes. And then, I mean, that really, I think she's got a good feel for it because she's done really great. When it comes to my gift department, I have mostly relied relied on people I already knew that would fit in. To the, mm. And it's a small group. I've got Brittany, who has been at the store since she was 17, mm-hmm. 16 or 17. And so she's been there almost 20 years, I think. No, she's going to kill me. She has not been there that long. She's been there 15 years. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, and then Anna was a good friend of mine, and she's the assistant manager in the gift department. And she is just phenomenal and a hard worker and does great work for me. And then we've got two teachers that are part-time that just come in and help when they can. And they were also friends of mine. And so it's, I knew that they would we would all work well together and that goal of the gift department would be reached by these five people. Yeah. This is one of the benefits of being in a small town. Yes, it is. Very much. Yeah. <laughs> What's been your the biggest surprise or the thing that you look back on and didn't think that you would learn or experience in being a business owner? Oh, that's a tough one. It's not much of a surprise, but it is something I think a lot of people don't think about is that as an owner, you don't get to go home and check out ever. There's never any checkout. It is 24 hours a day, seven days a week dealing with something or knowing that at any minute it could be something. So that's probably for me and Tad over our 23 years of marriage and working within retail that has probably been one of the hardest things for us because Mm -hmm. I always laugh when people will say things like, I don't want to work on the weekends. What's a weekend? I don't even know what a weekend is. When you're in retail, there's just you don't have that. 
And so that has been one of the hardest things to deal with as a business owner is that's 24-7. And so how do you manage that, your personal life then, when you know that it is retail, it's a lot of holidays you're working or, or you're asking your employees to work? Obviously, you do close for some holidays, but you personally are either in it or thinking about it. Yeah. Christmas is actually the only day of the year that we are closed. And then we're open Thanksgiving if we can get enough employees to volunteer to work. They're being paid, but they're, we put a sign-up sheet. If we get enough people, then we will be open. We get a lot of complaints about being open on Thanksgiving, but I will tell you, we have come to the rescue for many a Thanksgiving holiday when mm-hmm. something has been needed. So we stay open till 2, and if we ask our employees to be there, then Tad and I are going to be there. So we usually do that. I don't know. I think because it's been a part of our lives since before we had kids. Mm. Our kids don't know any different. And to them, it's normal that mom and dad are ace on Thanksgiving Day. And same thing with all the Christmas stuff that goes on. Like, that's just part of our lives. My parents have had to learn to deal with that part of it. That's been a little hard. But it's just deciding what you want that life to be. And this is the life we chose. And we've accepted that it's going to come with some sacrifices and knowing that's just part of it. Because it's a great life. We have a great life. And yeah, we have to work on some Saturdays and Sundays. And there's been during the pandemic, Tad worked like 16 weeks solid, seven days a week and never quit. And that's part of being an owner. And that was hard. It was really hard. But in the long run, it's worth it. So with that, you're running the business as a family, like you said. Did your kids ever work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How much? Did they like it? Did they grow up thinking, I want to work at Ace for no. a while? Or no, did they no. just <laughs> When they were in, the, when the two older ones were like in elementary school and I'd have to work. And so on their days that they didn't have school, I would just take them up there and we would find something for them to do. Like they, they learned to cashier when they were seven and eight years old with mm-hmm. Mary, who has been with the store, one of our longest employees. She taught them to cashier and they would clean the candy section or they would find something to do and they thought that was really cool then when they got to junior high and they got cell phones we said they had to work two hours a week in order to keep their cell phones and i think that was a big deal it was a big deal to them apparently but they did it and now i'm not gonna lie our youngest our third we haven't probably been strict enough on that with her but she does come in and work some and she's still learning to cashier. But no, they did not grow up wanting to work in ACE. Mm-hmm. But now our son, he's a sophomore in college. He spent the whole summer working at the store and plans on working over Christmas. And that's just what he wants to do. And my oldest daughter went to market with me the last three trips, which was so much fun because she's, she's 19 now. And the input of a 19-year-old at the Dallas market for buying was really eye-opening for all of us because we're so far from that Mm. part of life. And so that was really fun, having her be a part of that. And I think she really enjoys it. So I don't know what the future holds for them with Ace, but they do enjoy that connection. Did you ever think you were going to be an entrepreneur before you started this or a business owner? No, I did not. You went into kinesiology. I went into kinesiology thinking, I always knew I wanted to help people. Like I wanted to do something that would benefit people, but I never thought it would be in retail. And so that sounds funny because like, what am I doing in retail to help and benefit people? But because of our success at the store, I am able to in turn help within the community. And I think that's 
where I find my greatest joy at the job. Yeah, I think that is a, a kind of a misnomer of business that I find for a lot of people that they think that you're either in business for good, like you're saving the world, or you're in business for profit. And John Mackey with the founder of Whole Foods, I don't remember the quote exactly, but basically he said that there's no reason that any business can't do both exactly. successfully. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that you guys have done that incredibly well. So you were talking about the time in the business and that you really have to be available and sometimes work seven days a week or 16 weeks in a row. Since you have such a great staff, do you guys feel comfortable going on vacation and leaving for a full week? Oh, absolutely. We do. We went to Disney World this last summer for two weeks and we'll tell them like, you know, let us know if there's any problems. Like, you're not going to be bothering us. If we don't want to be bothered, we will not answer the phone. But they do not bother us unless mm-hmm. it is something major. So we have an incredible staff. They take care of us. And I came home and there was nothing to worry about. Everything was wonderful. And I never worried the whole time that we were gone. And that's a really good feeling. Yeah. What has been your greatest feeling of success in all of this other than your kids? Our greatest, my greatest feeling of success was I was so excited when we finally purchased the store so that we were the sole owners. I was excited for my husband to see this dream that he had since he was 16 years old Mm -hmm. to come to fruition. That was like amazing. It was just that was amazing. But then after that, I would say it's I guess it's not really success as a business, but the after the 2015 flood when we were able to help with the community with getting people out to help in damaged homes and all of that kind of stuff just being in a position to be able to do that to me felt successful that was to me was success like mm-hmm. i've gotten to a point where i can actually you know accomplish something where i can help people on a multitude of levels yeah. their time finances mm-hmm. staff yeah there was a lot to be done and you had a lot to offer. Yeah. we were, At one point, we were sending out like 2,000 meals a day from the store parking lot and the volunteers were coming in. It was just, it was a huge undertaking, but it all came together because Wimberley is amazing and is an incredible community that supports each other. So that was probably, if I look back on anything, that would be my proudest moment as a store owner, mm-hmm. for sure. That's beautiful. Thank you for all of that. What would you say has been your hardest decision that you had to make? Oh, that's hard. During the pandemic, when we were having to change things around so much, that was a really difficult time for everybody. And I mean, everybody across the board, obviously. But in within the store, there were so many difficult decisions to make regarding how do we stay in business? How do we continue to support our employees? And how do we all these different things? And when do we decide to finally cancel something? And those were all very overwhelming decisions because at the same time you're dealing with your own personal decisions like with my kids and how we were handling all that so those were very difficult times i have asthma my three kids all have asthma and when covid first came about i was terrified because i know how the flu makes all of us feel and it's so miserable so we made a decision as a family and this was probably the most difficult decision ever that tad would move into our rv and would not be around all of us so that he could work 24-7. And he would come over at the end of every workday and sit about 15 feet away from us outside in the driveway. And despite it being a difficult time, I will say that was also a, a kind of a neat time for all of us because the five of us sat together every single night because we couldn't be together all the time. But that was a very difficult decision to make that sacrifice so that he could be at the business all the time and we could stay healthy. I know that sounds more personal than business, but it's there's really not a line for us. It, there's no line. 
So no, I always encourage people to talk about their personal lives as much as they feel comfortable because when you are a business owner, there really isn't a line. Yeah. Especially you have kids and, yeah. and they have to learn how to live through your business mm-hmm. while you are doing the same. How many employees decided not to come back to work immediately? Do you remember? I don't really remember. Between the two stores, maybe five. Okay. Yeah, it really wasn't that bad. They all wanted to work. It was just a matter of figuring out how to make it safe for them and safe for everybody. Those were the difficult decisions at that time. And you were considered essential, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hardware was considered essential. Is there anything that you would go back and do differently now that you've had the business for such a long time? That's a good question, too. What would I do differently? Probably relax a little more, have a little more faith that things would all be okay as long as we kept making good decisions and and worked hard. Yeah, that's probably, I would relax a little more, maybe enjoy it a little more. Some of the earlier years that I look back and especially the first few years when I started working, I was so much younger and I wish I could go back then and have the energy that I had then, but be in the store that I'm in now, like in the place that I'm in now. Yeah, I would relax a little more and soak it all in. It's interesting because that makes me think about how much running a business is so similar to running a family. (laughs) Yes, it is. It really is. Yeah, I would say for sure. Yeah. And then doing both is exhausting. Yeah. 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 I think especially sometimes as a female running a business, you have your heart so much into everything, your heart into your family and your time. And you want to give to all of your employees, Mm -hmm. take care of them. And the decisions seem harder. Yes. Most male business owners and entrepreneurs have a little bit easier of a time delineating and like business is business. And women are uh, generally so much more caregivers. And that separation of business and life tends to be a little bit harder. Have you seen that? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Tad is so much more. He's got a thicker skin than I do when it comes to the business because he's been doing it for a long time and you can have an opinion on how we're doing it, but he knows what he's doing. So his opinion is you don't actually know what's happening. So your opinion doesn't really matter. It's the social media aspect. Like we Every now and then we'll have some people just outspoken and say these nasty things on social media about us or the business. And I take it very personally, very personally, because there is no line for me. It The employees are family and that is our family business. And you say negative things about that. It affects our kids, especially when all three of them were hearing in school and people are talking negative about our business. They hear it at school. Everybody's talking about what's going on social media. So I take it personally. Tad's just whatever. Just let them say whatever they're going to say. Wish I could be more like that. Yeah, there's definitely that difference. And if I see somebody say something negative about an employee, my mama bear kicks in and I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. And Tad's like, they don't know. That's not right. We know that's not right. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. We're, He's know, definitely better at that. On. Ready? Yeah, oh, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's everybody knows I've said things on social media. I probably shouldn't have. It's like with your kids when you're in defense. Anytime if you operate from a defensive standpoint or an offensive standpoint, if you're in that heightened state of emotion, then it's not the best time to make a decision. That's what he tells me all the time. (laughs) Put the phone down, Christy. (laughs) <laughs> Just down for a minute. Take a breath. So your kids, now that they are a bit more grown, do they have a sense of pride in the store and in you guys and in the family? Or was there with any of them a feeling that the business took? Too- I don't know. I 
worry about that because we did work so much when they were younger. We had to. But I do worry that one day they're going to be like, oh, we missed out on this or this because of work. But we really have tried very hard from the very beginning when Tad and I got married, we decided that he knew what he wanted to do. And I did not know what I wanted to do. Even after we got married and I was working, I still didn't quite know what my plan was. So we were going to invest in his dream because his dream was real and mine didn't even exist. Like it just didn't. I didn't know. So when the kids were sick, I was the one who took the kids to the doctor. And when we were building the Canyon Lake store, he was gone every day, all day dealing with all that. And I took care of the kids. I don't think that they'll remember that he was gone that much then because they were so little. But as I got more involved in the store, we became an even greater partnership in that it was like, so for example, this interview right now, Tad knew I had this interview. If our youngest daughter had something, because she's in eighth grade, if something had come up for her and she needed to go to an appointment or something, he would have taken her today knowing that I had this obligation. And so we're at that point in our family and our marriage and our business that we are capable of taking different responsibilities and as needed and mm-hmm. taking over. The kids are very proud of the store and they love being a part of the community in the way that it is and they're really funny about different events that we've had that I need to keep doing them exactly the same as they've always been for their entire lives and that kind of thing so they're very big on tradition the two oldest are in college and I know they things that are going on here and they mm-hmm. see stuff at the I'll post something's going on at the store and they'll message me like oh I didn't know that was happening or when did you get that in and they're still very connected and they miss it that's for sure Yeah, that is interesting. Being a part of the community through business does get you even more connected. Then where do they go to college? My son's at A&M. He's a sophomore. And my daughter is a freshman at Blinn. And she is hoping to transfer to A&M in this next fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. That's really exciting. What advice would you have for someone who is thinking about starting their own business or pursuing their own passion? I would say it needs to be a passion, because if it's not your passion and you don't love it, then giving 24-7 to it is going to be really hard. And in the beginning, 24-7 is what you have to do. And you have to always be prepared, whether it's in a year or five years or 20 years, to be back giving it 24-7 because you're the last one standing. When everything else starts falling apart, you're the one that keeps that business going. So you have to be prepared to give it everything. Business ownership... I think a lot of times can be seen as, oh, I get more free time because I'm the boss. But it doesn't always work that way, especially in the beginning. If you want to build a strong business, you've got to give everything you have. And it has to be your life, not just your job. It has to be your life. And then at some point, hopefully you will get to the point that you can take that vacation and be gone for a long amount of time. But our kids are in college and we're just getting to that point. So it's not an early in the business thing, I don't think. Obviously depends on the business and the size of the business, but it's a 24-7 commitment. Yes, and I like what you said that the first couple of years, you have to put it 24 hours a day in, and it's even when you're not on the computer or at the farm or whatever your business Mm -hmm. is, when you're not there, you're still putting your time and effort in, and you never know when that 24-hour need is going to come back, whether it's the economy or something happens with an employee or... right a crazy pandemic. You always need prepared and you don't want to lose touch of how it's run daily. I have never really done a lot of the upstairs. I call it the upstairs stuff, the office stuff for the store. I can cashier, but not very well. Like the day of the flood in 2015, Tad and I opened the store at 6 a.m. It was just me and Tad and a whole bunch of teenagers that had been at our house. And I was able to cashier that morning, but not very well, but I could do it. And that's- What does that mean? Not very well. 
Oh, if you need something for the low yard, you're going to need to go to another line. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to do and that. And if you come to my line and you got something from the soda fountain, you're going to get it for free because I don't know how to ring that up either. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the little things that I don't do very well. I, if I can scan it, it's all good. But anything else is questionable. But it's that connection to the business you don't ever want to lose. You don't want to lose touch of how are the bills paid. And what are the processes of opening and closing and all that stuff? You need to always stay in touch with that because one day you could be the only one doing it. And can mm -hmm. you do it? That's mm -hmm. important. Tad has never lost touch with any of that. He started out cleaning toilets at Ace when he was 16 and he could still do it today and actually has recently done that at Ace. You don't get to let go of where you started just because you get a lot farther down the road. So, yeah. And staying in touch with your employees, too, so that they know that they can talk to you about yes. when things aren't running smooth. Mm -hmm. not afraid to talk to you. You don't feel like this shining person behind a glass door. Right. Yeah. That you're always available. Yeah. No pedestals. There's no pedestals, no pedestals. in owning a business. No. No. And if you do, you'll find out too late that yes. you've lost it. Yeah. If you're too far away, then you don't know what's actually happening. And then that's when you can get in some real trouble. So you have the two stores. Anything in in mind for the future? Or are you pretty happy with where you are? I'm happy with where we are. We've talked about a third store. It's really hard right now. We have two kids in college. So mm -hmm. our focus right now is getting them through college and paying those bills. Down the line, I don't know. It, it, it's possible. I'm not ready to be out of the game. That's for sure. And I know Tad's not. We're enjoying it and we love it. What the future holds, I don't know. It's all in God's hands, really. It always is, mm -hmm. right? Like you said, having faith and not stressing too much, but always thinking at always the same Always thinking time. about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Difficult balance, yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Gosh, I don't know. I'm excited that it's our 50th year of business. Again, I've already said it, but I'm super proud of my husband and his continuous 30 years that he's been with this, the Wimberley store. And we've got our big Christmas event coming up in at the end of November, which is my most favorite thing that we do every year. That's on November 29th. And... Just thanks for always rounding up, people. I appreciate that. That's it. Thank you, Christy. Thank, Thank you, you for everything that you do for the community, you and Tad and Ace, and for all of the smiles that we all get when we walk into the store. That's nice. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a testament to the way that you run the business and your commitment. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. It has been fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. If you liked it, tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. The mission of MVP Business is to dig deep into the lives of true leaders so that others can follow, knowing that the path isn't always easy, but the journey is worth it. So enjoy the day and live with passion.